It's crazy when uh, the kids leave, then the church is in half, right? <laughs> We're serious about discipling and raising the next generation in the purposes of Jesus. And it's a joy that our kids get to sing with us. Now, I know you guys want to sing more just by the sounds of it this morning. We're going to worship at the end of our service. Because this morning, we're going to have something different. Today is Testimony Sunday, where we're going to be sharing some testimonies. And I wish we had a whole week to sit and tell so many stories of God's faithfulness over us as a church community. But there's a few that we have decided to share today, and some of those are, are going to be exciting to hear just what God is doing beyond what we see here on a Sunday. Uh, we're going to be hearing from Scatter Sunday. Can we just see who attended Scatter Sunday last week? That's amazing. Give yourself a hand. That is absolutely amazing. So we're going to be hearing what God is doing, and um, you might ask the question this morning, why do we share testimonies? Well, I've got plenty of reasons uh, if the Boca would have won last night, you would have surely talked about it this morning, right? Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. But testimonies is just telling of God's goodness. And come on, if we are the people of God, that is what we're called to do at all times, at every opportunity. And sometimes we go through the motion of attending church, but we forget to stop and tell one another of how God good has been for us. And um, yeah, listen, I want to read Revelation 12, verse 10 this morning to encourage us. It says, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. That is a promise that we can look forward to. The enemy will be hurled down in the end. And it says this, Speaking about the saints, they triumphed over him, over the enemy, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. If one day in heaven we are going to recall the testimonies of what God has done in our lives in this earth, it would be a good idea to do it while we are still here, right? So today we're going to be hearing testimonies of what God is doing for every nation, Halderberg, every nation, Halderberg, Zola, uh, every nation, Eastern Cape, Scatter Sundays, Follow Groups, uh, Spiritual Family, and a whole lot of other things. So without further ado, I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Linda to come join me. We have with us Pastor Linda and Tabisa from Zola Congregation. Let's welcome them. <laughs> Lito will be sharing after Pastor Linda and then... Uh, uh, I'll introduce our next speaker after these two um, to you guys. Maybe a first introduction for many of us. But Linda, over to you. Please share with us uh, just what's on your heart to share. Thanks, my friend. Thank you, Pierre. Uh, good morning, family. Uh, just um, um, the, uh, one testimony uh, on our outreach that we have begun in Every Nation Zola um, after just a grace of being revived in prayer uh, as, as the church, we, we started seeing, you know, the, the revival of our ministries, evangelism, discipleship, that, that commitment to, to most of the people within the church through the spirit of prayer. And then that um, reminded us and then affirmed that we really have the Holy Spirit but we get to be connected to him, to be awakened to him when we pray. Prayer is, is a communication. 
between a man and God, and, and that communication is through the Holy Spirit. When we pray, we, we become aware and awaken to the work and the person of the Holy Spirit. So after that, we saw the ministry of evangelism being awakened, being revived again. We started going to a place within our community called Luandre. I think the, 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 the popular name of that township is called Luandre, the whole township, because the oldest township. So it's, it's about two k's from Zola. So we thought, let us go down there and, and just uh, reach out to the people who do not know Jesus and share the love of Jesus. We went twice, I mean, you know, two consecutive um, Saturdays. The first Saturday, it was raining and windy, but because we had already taken a decision and made a commitment, we believed that, no, we had to go, even if it's raining. We went there, and we were amazed to see that people were able to stop and give us enough time to minister to them in a rainy you know, street, you know, you will go there and people will just drop everything and listen. We wouldn't care about rain. We, we were able to reach out to 29 people and then 18 of those people gave their lives to the Lord. Oh. Then the, the, before that, we, we went and found a house uh, with a lady who, is, uh, who had a stroke so we started praying and ministering to the lady, and then she opened his, you know, her house for us to start discipleship group one-to-one. -one. And then we started using that uh, house with the whole family and those who are around. So we pointed those people who gave their lives to Jesus to that house that on Thursday we will be meeting there. Then lastly, the, the following Saturday, we went, and it was a very busy Saturday, uh, it was difficult to find, uh, you know, other believers to go with us. We were about seven people, but we committed ourselves to, to that evangelism. And then God amazed us when we reached there. Um, the first thing that we, 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 we meet, we meet a, um, what is it, a Rasta guy. Uh, <laughs> I'm reminded uh, by your, uh, your hair, Bussi. <laughs> When I, when I looked at your head, then I, I, remind, I, I remembered who's this guy. Amen. Sorry, my sister, I'm just joking. So this guy, I, I just knew that he's, he has got his own understanding about God, and I wasn't ready for argument about who is right between him and I. I just shared the love of God to him, and then he opened up his heart, and I prayed with him. And I didn't even lead him to Jesus because I felt that I must just pray, I must just bless him, tell him, you know, what Jesus thinks about him and just prayed with him. And then he was open for me to do so. When I left him, uh, you know, other believers were in different places. He called me, said, you know, my neighbor, you know, heard us when he were, were talking about Jesus. He wanted to hear more. Then I had to go back into this house to find two young guys at the age of Lito who were seated there and then they just called me just to listen to Jesus. They, they just gave the platform to me and then I, I was able to share Jesus. While I was sharing Jesus, two other guys of the same age came in and then we became four to discover that these guys are the leaders of a youth group in our community, a youth group of about 75 young people 
who are doing art like poems and acting and uh, singing. And uh, some of these guys came to our church when they were young and I don't know them. So now God has connected us to that group of young people. On Monday, we managed to have a meeting with uh, nine of them who are the leaders. Now we are going to start discipleship with them. So family, I can say a lot, but I want to say that the harvest is ready. It's ripe for harvest. So God bless you. Thank you. Wow. Amen. Amen, family. Wow. <laughs> ah, I greet our fathers in the house. Amen. Our mothers, young people. Amen. The next generation. Um, I'm just going to talk about uh, school ministry. Amen. Uh, as Pastor Lina talked about um, the spirit of prayer, yeah, we are praying each and every day from four to six. And by the grace of God, God has opened doors for us in Luanje. Now we are discipling children in schools, two schools, Solomon Kajana. As we can see there, that's Manyene, the high school. Amen. Um, it's, God is working. I just want to share this testimony. Uh, there was this day we were meeting because we meet during break time for 20 minutes. There was this day we were meeting, I and my team, and we were inviting children to come and be with us. And as children came, there was this girl whom we invited to come also. She was like, no, I don't want to go there. Is it, is it church? I said, yes, it's church. I said, no, I don't want to go there. I don't want to be part of it. I said, okay. I said, okay, guys, let's just leave him. Let's just leave her. We're going to go to her when we are done because the time is not on, on our side. And then, yes, we did our discipleship. After that, we, I sent one of the child to go and call the, like, the girl. And the, and the girl came and I told her that, please don't tell her that you are going to pray for her. Because I hear that uh, she had a problem in, in, in the ear. He, she, her, her ear was paining for about, I think, since last year. And I was like, okay, we want to pray for her. And then she came. And then when she came, I was like, we want to pray for you. She was like, no, don't pray for me. I don't want you to pray for me. I was like, we want to pray for you because we hear that you have a problem with your ear. So we want to pray for you. So Jesus came. She was like, no, I know that my ear will be healed. I don't know when, but I know it will be healed. I was like, Jesus will heal you now. I want to pray for you now. And she said, okay, if you say that, then I will pray for you. Uh, yes, pray for me. And then we prayed for her. And then when she was healed, she got shocked. She ran to her classmate and she came back and she was like, my ear is healed. It's healed. Guys, come and see my ear is healed. And the ear was healed. <laughs> Amen. And then like, this week, this week, uh, as we were meeting during break time, one of the girls came to us and she was like, you know guys, since I've joined this discipleship group, I was failing my history subject, but now I'm 80% and above this term. And I was like, wow, <laughs> this is great. And then the other girl, she was like, since I've joined this, this group, um, my parents were always fighting, but now they are not fighting anymore, which <laughs> that was amazing. I was like, well, and then on Friday, as we, because on Friday we, we, we meet and we, we play games and have fun. And then one of the girls came and joined us. It was her first time. As, as she sat down, I hear that she's been having headache for about um, a week. When she sat, she just stood up fast and she was like, my headache is gone. 
my headache is gone, guys. And the, and, and the school, the nurse came to us. They were like, you guys are holy. I was like, no, we are not holy. It's only just the Holy Spirit because we didn't pray for her. We were only just sharing the word. We didn't pray for her. We only, that means that the Holy Spirit is confirming that he is here with us. So we need to give the glory to the Holy Spirit. So, yeah. Amazing. Wow. I don't know about you, but that's the Christianity that I signed up for, right? <laughs> it's not a passive sit in church and listen to a sermon Christianity. It's an out there in the world. Let's see the gospel change people's lives. Now, it's my joy to introduce to you uh, Pastor Kenyon Omabisa. Quickly stand. We want to give you a warm welcome. It's amazing. By the leading of the Holy Spirit, uh, the Lord has connected us with this precious couple who's leading our, so many of our churches now, wasn't before, but now they are um, in the Eastern Cape, and um, uh, Kebecha, and a few other places, and um, they don't get to get this side of town often. They were here for a big birthday party yesterday, and um, they are here today to just give us an update of what God is doing uh, through their ministries in the Eastern Cape, and for you guys to see that what we do here extends all the way there. Uh, we are one family together, and our faithfulness here is, is uh, empowering these guys to continue to do what they do. So I'm going to shut up now and let them speak. Uh, when they're done, we want to pray for them because then uh, Linda, Tabisa, the two of them, and Lito need to get in the car and go minister at the Every Nation Halderberg Zola service. So uh, after this, we're going to send them off, and then we'll continue to hear stories from amongst ourselves this morning. Kenny? Love you, Nawabisa, love you. It's lovely to have you here, and uh, please bless us with what's in your heart this morning. Amen. Wow. Um, okay, mine is going to be very short, uh, by God's grace. <laughs> um, our connection first uh, with every nation. We're in PE. I just read a book uh, by Rick Joyner about... Uh, we had a chapter about racism, so I was convicted that we need to pray for racism in our country and the world. So, and the Holy Spirit led me to come and pray in Cape Town. So we took a car with my wife and decided that we're going to drive to Cape Town to pray. That was by the leadership of the Holy Spirit. So a friend of mine called Robbie Morgan uh, from Adelaide, he called me and said, oh, if you're going to Cape Town, please, uh, I've got a friend there called Anthony, can you please meet him? Okay, so what, what, uh, what's going to be the meeting about? He said, no, just meet him and, and chat with him. So <laughs> I said, okay, cool, I will do that. So I called Anthony, we arranged a meeting. So when we were coming back from the, uh, from the, from, from the prayers, after three days we were here, we met uh, in some Portuguese restaurant, they've got some nice chicken. <laughs> so, so then we chat, that was it. I didn't know that was actually the answer to the prayer because um, later I found out that at this church, it looks like they are nailing this thing of uh, mixing together of races and languages, you know. So I thought, I think this is my answer to the question. So, um, so we were introduced to the exploration of that answer. And then um, what we are doing, we, have, we started a church um, in 19, 2006, eh? 2006, yes. So 
We, we pushed around PE. We started a church in PE, Utenek, Somerset East. Um, some churches, they, they, they prospered. Some, they failed. <laughs> um, we were, I mean, uh, we, the Lord has led us to preach in very poor places. So I was um, talking to a friend of mine recently saying, I don't want to build a shack again, man. I've, been, I've built 13 shacks, you know, 13 shacks with my own hands. So uh, I've, I've grown, I've, I've, I've developed an allergy for, for, <laughs> for zinc material, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, by God's grace, uh, we, 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 we were able to reach out to the townships and we have seen people getting converted to Christ and many other things uh, that have happened through the power of the Holy Spirit. And God has sustained us until now. Um, we, uh, recently, we started a, um, a campaign which we called Nelson Mandela Metro Belongs to Jesus. Um, it, we started it because uh, there was this article on the Herald. Herald is our local newspaper. Uh, that says Nelson Mandela Bay is in ruins. So we felt that no man, we are we don't like this thing of negative statements about our 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 city. So we countered it by saying Nelson Mandela Bay belongs to Jesus, and we determined in our hearts that we are going to roll out this into the whole city. So <clears throat> we started campaigns. Uh, one of the campaigns we call it flesh the flesh mob, where we put young people together. And we've got guys who rap in our church, uh, and, we, and they dance. So we just flesh and do our thing. And we didn't know that that thing is going to pull young people into our church like wildfire. You know, in one day, in one day, I think about three weeks ago, uh, I, I was busy building uh, in, our, in, in the churchyard. And then I saw uh, teenagers, about 40, you know, Coming into the year of the church, I, I, don't, I don't know it, even one of them. They said, no, we have come to join the dance group. I said, no, 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 no. Are you joining the church? They said, yes, we are joining the church and the dance group too. <laughs> and then I thought, oh, my God. Because we understand discipleship. They, we have to put them into the system of the discipleship. And so they just came in and danced in the church. You know, so I said to my wife, listen, we've got to manage this because I don't know what is happening in the church now. <laughs> it's like a dense church all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, but it's fantastic. Uh, so we also went door to door putting stickers in the, in the houses of people saying Nelson Mandela Bay belongs to Jesus and this house too. Because we're try trying to claim every house for Jesus and popularize the name of Jesus in the city. And what this thing, oh, there it is. There it is. Um, and what this thing has done, we believe that the, the, the I'm not a political person, but uh, whoever is into development, I support that person, whether it, it comes from whatever party. Um, so we saw a change in the politics of our metro. You know, we've got a new mayor who is so into uh, development. Potholes are being fixed all over. Have you seen it, Pastor Africa? All over, potholes are being fixed. And this guy has declared that he's going to uh, change all the gravel roads. 
And he has not only said it, we are seeing it happening. Um, and also, I mean, I think after two days he was put into uh, that position. We saw traffic uh, officers being uh, present all over, you know. So I think the Lord is doing some great work in our city. And we are continuing to pray for the city on a daily basis, including this morning. From five to six, we are praying for the city, for our metro. So we thank God for what he's doing. Thank you. Gotta say hello at least. <laughs> okay, I'm told to say hello at least. Hello. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, guys, I just I want you to see the caliber of leaders, Lito, these people, these people. I think of Sia Bulela in Kailicha. I think of um Bossa Joy is in Malawi. I think of the people under your leadership back in the Eastern Cape that God has given us to work with. Isn't that amazing? Just leaders of caliber and leaders of faith. And I want us to, to stand and extend our faith this morning that this harvest that the Lord is sending, especially in our rural and township expression, will boom, but that there will be more leaders like them to be able to plant churches and do discipleship with these people that God is sending. So can we all stand and we're going to be praying a prayer of faith for them and with them. Let's extend our hands um, to these people. Lord Jesus, thank you for the testimony of your spirit working in people's lives. Lord, we, we are in awe that we get to see the greatest stories unfold in front of our eyes. Lord, no thing in this earth can compare to this message that people are meeting you and cities are changed by the Holy Spirit because men and women of faith and simplicity have said yes to you, believe your word and walk in it. And Lord, we honor you for all these men and women that you've given to us to partner with, to walk with, Father, in our townships, and our rural areas. Lord, I believe we are only at the brink of something profoundly powerful, Lord, a wave of revival across the townships, Lord, of the Western Cape into the Eastern Cape, Father. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We pray for the protection of our leaders, Lord, for Kenin Oabisa, for Linda Tabisa, Lord, we pray for Bongi and Siabulela. We pray for Lito. We pray for all these leaders that have said yes to lead in this arena, Father, that could have chosen another way, that could have chosen another life, but they've decided to be amongst their people to bring the gospel. Lord, will you first of all provide for them in all their needs according to your riches, Lord? Every need that they might carry today, Father, may we hear testimony this week that you've provided. Secondly, Lord, will you continue to provide in your ever-present power in their lives and in their ministry, Lord? May they too say that it's not by our effort or our might or our power, but it's by the Holy Spirit that God's kingdom is advancing, Father. Lord, we pray for their homes, for their families, that it would be places of peace, Lord, where when they are by themselves as a family, when they are quietly waiting on you, when they are praying in the mornings, when they're not in the field, Minister peace to these servants of yours, Father. Let them continue to run this race with boldness, Lord. Put in our hearts this morning, as every nation held a book, a deeper desire and conviction to pray for our brothers and sisters. And Lord, we are excited for the harvest that we are yet to see. We honor your name. We bless them, Lord. We pray for every nation. Zola service this morning as they go there. May it be an amazing time, Father. And uh, may we hear just what you've done there as well in Jesus' name.
Amen. Let's give them a hand. Love you guys. Have an awesome service. You guys are welcome to, to go. Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you. Can I ask um, Melindy, Mario, and uh, who's third in line? Simeon, to just be close by so that uh, you guys can share your stories in that order, um, taking on one from an, one another. Um, as we know, last week we had Scatter Sunday, and it's impossible to share all the testimonies um, and from all the places, but we've chosen three this morning. I'm going to ask Melindy to come and share her testimony first, and then Mario's going to share, and then Simeon is going to share just some things that God has done last week at Scatter Sunday. Thanks, Melindy. Good morning, guys. Isn't it impossible to, to not have hope for our country if we hear these testimonies? Um, yeah, so my heart is beating so fast, but it's because I'm so excited about what God is doing. So we went to, um, I almost said Every Nation Food Lovers. We went to um, Food Lovers Market, and um, we have an open door there. There you see us sitting at tables. And I just kept on being amazed on the openness of the people. So I, had a, um, I was supposed to have an appointment with a manager, and just to make sure um, what is our restrictions and board, uh, borders and um, how we can pray. And she said, um, I phoned her for a meeting, and she said, oh, just come. We don't have to have a meeting, just come. And the Sunday morning I had an, an idea because I was wondering how will people know that we are praying for them. And I approached her and said, listen, but um, will it be okay? I, I went early and I said, will it be okay if we have a little poster and just with a, a balloon and, and telling people, just see where we have the balloons and you can come for prayer. And she said, why do you want to have one poster? Why don't you put up three posters and just like spread it through the, like the, the um, cashier line so that everybody can see? And I'm like, okay. And we had to run over to um, Westpac and buy more posters. And Janine was writing posters for us. And, we, um, and she said, and are you starting already? Because I have a lady that urgently needs prayer. And I said, no, we're still waiting for the team. Um, just give us half an hour. And I met one of the other managers and she said, listen, have you started? Because I've got a lady that wants to be first. I said, um, just give us half an hour. And we grouped up and we were busy for two hours. The slot were from nine to 11. And not once we had an empty space at the table. The people were literally queuing for prayer. And what was so amazing is how we, um, at our tables, um, I sat with Sharon and we had the same theme over and over. And Janine and them, they had the same theme, but it was a different theme. So it was just so amazing how God sent the right people to the right um, tables. And one thing we heard from everybody is they, they were so lonely. They felt so lonely in their faith. And because they were in retail or they are in retail, they, they don't have opportunity to go to church because they're there most Sundays. And um, we, we spoke about this afterwards and, and we all just agreed on the fact that they really, really needed discipleship. And the ladies were asking, okay, so what, what is our next step? And I said, well, the only thing we can do is we can speak to the manager, maybe um, we can have half an hour before shift on whichever day. 
And um, Susan phoned the manager and she said, no, the best time really would be 9.30 to 10 on a Monday morning. That's work, working hours. Um, and she said, that's the best time to have a discipleship group. So we are starting a discipleship group at Food Lovers Market, maybe in the coming two weeks. Yeah. yeah so we are really so excited and, and we see God moving and we see maybe that we are moving towards uh, a Sunday service there, maybe. Half an hour service, yeah. Thank you so much. Good morning, church. Yeah, so last week we were every nation on Main Road. That's the place to be for you guys next week again, eh? Uh, but we were, yeah, we were excited. Um, very small, dynamic, powerful group filled with the Holy Spirit. And I was just looking at the boldness of these guys. And um, so we met at the, what's that, Twin Towers? And to Twin Towers, and then we moved right down to the taxi rank. That was the plan. And so on, on our way, we split up two, two, we were four, four guys, and um, we marched to two, covering both sides of the road, and as we went down the road, we were just starting to pray for people and bless people and share the gospel with them. And really, our hearts at first was broken. Because right at the core of our community, there was so much homelessness, so much broken people, guys that are literally in slavery that's on the streets. And we just went and as, as we passed them, because most of the shops was closed. And so a lot of these guys were just on the streets and we could just pray for them and bless them. And um, I remember me and um, Natalia, as we were walking, we saw a, a group of guys working in the restaurant, and we just went into the restaurant, and we saw the restaurant actually flooded the night before, and the guys were there mopping and stuff. And I said, can we just pray for you and, 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 and for the shop? And they were really scared because they were just looking, where's the boss? And so I said, no, 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 it's going to take a quick minute. And we started, and as we were about to pray here, the boss comes in, and they said, no, 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 we can't pray now, we must mop. So I quickly went to the owner, I said, can we just pray for these guys? He says, yes, go ahead. And we started praying and blessing the restaurant there. And then as we made our way, stopped again, uh, spots to be, stopped at KFC, not for something to eat. And then we met some guys there, we started ministering to them um, and sharing the gospel. Two best friends that started the business, started their families together, grew up together. Both of them gave their hearts to the Lord um, at that moment and as we sharing. And so we were making our way down to, to the taxi rank. And I said, this, this, this is the hardcore area because we're so used to cursing the taxi drivers and Having road rage when we're on the road, and I just now it's the time just to go and bless them. And, um, and I know when I, when I shared with the team, we're going to go into the taxis, they were just looking at me like this. And so we went in, um, met with some taxi drivers and taxi owners, and I said, we just want to bless you and pray for you. And we just had an opportunity to minister to them as well. And then from there, we made our way to, to the Mr. D Foods 
um, all these guys with their motorbikes, and it was just a moment of sharing the gospel with them and praying for them and blessing them. Yeah, and so he was minting. But as we were walking, we saw this old man coming down the main road, looking quite lonely. And when we stopped him and asked him for prayer, we saw, oh, it was Byron. <laughs> Walking, walking all alone in Main Road. I said, what are you doing? I said, no man, I'm praying. So, so our team was just made stronger. He didn't need evangelism, but it was just so, so awesome that as we could go and just minister in the community um, in Main Road. And we were really excited and really blessed by it. Um, yeah, and trusting God for total transformation um, from the city, city center to the outskirts. Amen. Good morning. Great. Let me just get my notes out. I've got the last spot, so I can fill the gap. <laughs> okay, great. So we had our um, Every Nation Church Sanctuary last week, um, where we had the opportunity as six of us to pop up a little staliki in the middle of the sanctuary. So I don't know if you were aware of the sanctuary's um, layout. So right in front of the pick and pay, we got the opportunity to pop this up. By the grace of God, it was um, through the relationship that we have um, with uh, Denise. Yeah, there we go. Um, that we had that spot, so it was for free. It was amazing. So the bunch of us got together that morning. Um, we prayed together. We just prepped a bit, and then we set up. And I don't know if you've been to a mall where you've now seen these people with their stalikis, and it's the World Health and all these people, and you just go. <clears throat> I saw so many people go through. If you know the layout, there's this little um, uh, gym shop. So they went past into the gym shop to avoid us, which was amazing. And guess what? I did not feel offended at all because that's just what people do. We had a lot of people engage, which was amazing. And we had a lot of people not engage and give us like a... And that was fine because I think one of the biggest things we're afraid of when we engage people is people will reject us. And I'm going to take this personally. Don't take it personally, because it's not you doing the work first and foremost. It's not your message that you came up with first and foremost. You're just sharing the gospel. And we had an amazing tool. I was kind of thinking at some point, listen, um, the people going out on the streets, they have to like go to people and start saying, do you believe in God? Or something like that, which feels very intimidating. We had a tool like on our phones that we could engage people with and say, listen, do you have two minutes? Can I ask you a few questions? And that actually broke down the walls, I think, so much better than having to go. I think, and that intimidates us. It doesn't, it shouldn't, but it does. Um, so at one point, uh, if you look at the picture, we've got a very neutral, it doesn't, it doesn't scream Christianity, which is great for a lot of people not well, they were hurt by the church, or they, they don't want to think that you're going to come and evangelize or preach to them. So you just ask them, we've got this God test. It's a survey. Do you guys want to take part? Great. And at one point, right at the end, I had a guy come to me. He's like, ah, very cool. So I see you've got Richard Dawkins up there. Um, you guys are doing good work here. I'm like, 
Thank you. So I started the test with him, and halfway through I realized he thought we were an atheist group <laughs> trying to deconvert people, which was amazing, because when the light sets on and hits out, I'm like, oh, no, no, we're actually Christians. And we had such an amazing discussion. Um, so we, I was able to get a, a few emails, especially from this guy, follow up during the week. Um, but one thing that was sad, though, speaking to the people, was a lot of the people that we engaged with think, I'm going to heaven, I've got a re relationship with God because I do good works. I do good things. I'm not as bad as the guy next to me. I'm not perfect. But on the, on the test, at one point, you ask the question, like, out of 10, how well do you think you're keeping to God's expectations? A lot of them were like, 9, 10. Whoa. <laughs> what church do you go to? Um, but that's, I think, a misrepresentation which a lot of people have, especially about Christianity. Um, and that's something that I was told this morning. I'm going to take one minute out of my two minutes and just remind us we're saved by grace alone. It's not by our works. If someone ever comes to you and you say, I'm going to heaven because I, I think I live a good life, you've missed the gospel. I have to be honest with you, you've missed the gospel. Ephesians makes it clear that nothing in us saves us. It's not by works so that no man may boast. So if you ever say or think, oh, I'm falling short, I'm not going to heaven because I haven't done enough good works, the gospel washes that away and says, it's not up to you. And if you think, oh, I've done enough works, the gospel humbles you and says, it's not because of what you've done. So let that be the message that we carry over to people. It's a message of grace, not works. So thank you for all of your support. I hope that we do something like this again. I think we are. Um, and we need more people to do it. So I hope to see more people on these pictures and in front next time. Thanks, Pierre. That's great. Um, it was, um, I was at the God test as well. So we were standing here, and then it's the pick and pay exits. Do you guys know the sanctuary? And then there's a pillar on this side and a pillar on this side. So the people that look up, I'm like, not today. They would go past the pillars. We call it the sinner's slipways. <laughs> <laughs> but I was so encouraged. Um, Charles was amazing. When he saw someone go down the sinner slipway, he would run and like, hello, sorry, can I take a moment of your time? And uh, you, know what, you know what I loved is just the boldness to see uh, the six people that was there with me. They did not let anyone slip if they had the opportunity. I think we had 150 engaged conversations that morning. And we don't know, here's, here's the great confidence. Some plant, some water, God brings the increase. And I know there's many more stories of what God has done last week, but you know what you guys have done? You've planted and you've watered. And now we wait for God to bring the increase. It's in his hands. So I would love for us to pray for all the seeds and all the watering that took place last week in Scatter Sunday. Can we do that? Let's put our faith together. Lord Jesus, we thank you for these stories. Lord, thank you that I believe this is not just a once-off, Lord, but we will be doing this regularly in the, in the future, Father. And I pray, Lord, that we would not wait for Scatter Sunday, but that we would scatter today and go to our various places in society and share your love. As we've heard today, just the boldness and the desire and the thirst for people to have a conversation or to be prayed for. 
Let us as a church not forget this out in the open series and just carry on. But let us continue to lift our eyes and see the ready harvest and share your love, Father. Thank you that you've called us to plant and to water, but that you bring increase. Lord, I pray for every seed that we planted last week, every uh, bit of your, the, the, the water of your spirit that we've poured over seeds. Lord, we pray for an increase in the faithfulness that, that everyone has showed last week to go and share your love with our community. Lord, I pray that every day would be Scatter Sunday for us, that we would find moments each and every time to do this. And as Peter encouraged us, Lord, to look for an opportunity to give people the answer of the hope that we carry with gentleness and respect so that they too can know the saving grace of Jesus Christ. We honor you in Jesus' name. And we say, amen. Awesome. Uh, next testimony, uh, we're going to talk about follow groups for a moment. And um, Clint, you can get ready to come and join me. I just want to make a quick uh, awesome update this morning. Is um, A year ago when we started this entry into Every Nation, Helderberg, um, we were coming out of the COVID season effectively, practically maybe eight to ten functioning live groups. Um, but we've just recently done our recon, and we've got over 40 follow groups running as a church in our community weekly. Can we give God the glory for that? <clears throat> what excites me is that some of these groups are already multiplying. So people do the one-to-one -one journey, and then they're like, hey, I can go and do this with other people. And so we're seeing some of that. And this morning, we're going to hear a testimony from Clint, who was part of uh, Byron's life group and that journey, and just, just what it's meant uh, for him, for them, and uh, then we're going to be praying for our follow groups this morning. So Clint, over to you, and thanks for sharing. Appreciate it. Good morning, church. I don't do public speaking, and uh, the intimidation of all the great speakers ahead of me was uh, just surmounting. I'm going to sit, so I'm anchored. <laughs> um, a quick introduction to who I am and, and my background, and then I'm going to get into the one-to-one the -one that, that we engaged in. So, um, my beautiful wife, Gemma, in the back there, and my two daughters, Tyler and Mackenzie, and uh, my loving mother, Vicky, are often seen with me here at church. Um, our journey, we've been coming to church for a couple of years. Um, but I was always happy just to slip in the back, just to listen. Don't notice me. I just want to hear. And I like to sing, but for some reason, somebody keeps changing the words, and I feel silly. So I sing under my breath, and I mumble, and I clap along, and that's, that's us. Um, COVID happened, and the lockdown came around, and we started started engaging in online sermons and, and just as a family watching from home. And it just didn't fill the same void. It just, we needed people. We needed those people in our lives. So as soon as we could get back to church and we were living in Pringle Bay at the time, we decided we're going to do the commute. And we started commuting and it was great for us. It wasn't long being back at church. And this is sometime last year, mid kind of last year, we realized that as a family, 
um, you can see I'm, I'm the one Astro amongst all the, the smarties. Uh, we do everything um, <laughs> to a vote, and, but this wasn't a vote. This was a unanimous, uh, by the, the way, we all felt we, we needed to be baptized and we needed to give our lives to, to Jesus. You like crying. Anyway, it wasn't long after that. Um, we had now, from back row, put ourselves on center stage, and people knew who we were. They had seen us. There's no unseeing us now. Oh, my goodness. And, um, yeah, so it, it wasn't long after that. Uh, uh, Byron reached out to us, and uh, he came to speak to us to find out if we wanted to engage in a one-to-one -one group. And... Um, Immediately, I was apprehensive. I don't do peer pressure. I'm my own person. I'm bold and I'm strong. But you know, um, after a little bit of, after a little bit of, um, I should have had the whiskey here. Huh? <laughs> after a little bit of encouragement from my beautiful wife, I I agreed to it and we engaged. Um, by the way, I'm sitting here. It's amazing what you'll do for people that you care about. And I'm sitting here because Byron asked me to sit here. Thank you, Byron. Anyway, we, um, we engaged and we started. And my apprehension to start was, well, this is a personal thing for me. This is my personal journey. I don't know anything. I'm still discovering myself, my relationship with Jesus. And now you're wanting me to engage with other people on personal matters. And it just, it wasn't wasn't sitting well with me, and I didn't, it didn't, I, I didn't agree with it. It wasn't, wasn't right for me. Um, and besides the fact, what am I going to teach you? <laughs> I know nothing. Um, anyway, with, with a little bit of persuasion from my wife, and, and having spoken to Byron and Lisa, but um, beautiful people, I engaged, and I, I felt comfortable enough that they'd respect my space if I needed it. And I must tell you that not only them, but um, Niels and Denise and Andy and Mel and everybody else that we've got to know, they are amazing people. They've been, they've been a big part of our, our life this year. They are more than friends for us. They are family. And um, sadly, a little while ago, we ended the group, not the friendship, not the relationship, but we ended the group so that we could start new cell groups and, and, and discover new beautiful people and share more stories and, um, and learn from each other. And um, yeah, I, I just absolutely loved the experience. And what it's done for me is, you know, I walk to church now, I don't look for the back row, I'm happy to sit where I sit. I belt out in song. And when they change the words, I sing my own words <laughs> proudly. Um, yeah, a cell group for me um, has been a couple of things. It's been, it's been encouragement. It's been prayer. It's been relationships. It's been... Um, it's been special. And I... I promise you, if you had engaged with me prior to this, you would have seen a very different side. It would have had a different approach. It, it, you can't really explain it. You need to engage with it. You need to be with people that are like-minded. 
you need to understand alternative perspectives because you could read the Bible and understand it in one way, but only when sitting down and discovering with other people do you actually hear their side of it, and, and it opens you up to so much more. I was so encouraged. Um, Byron had us uh, learn scriptures, and there was a little incentive, a box of Smarties and all the rest of it, and um, I was encouraged not for the sweet, but I, I found myself eager to want to, not to necessarily share the scripture, but during the week, learn the scripture and remember it, and um, so it was encouragement, and, um, and above all, it was a rapid, 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 um, an acceleration to fleshing out and understanding better my relationship with Jesus. And my spiritual journey has been fantastic over the last year, and I thank you guys. So. I'm not usually this emotional. I've become a real softy. I have so much love to give, and I can't wait to get involved in another one-to-one -one group with more people to share more love and to understand more and to hear what you have to say. And I just want to, I want to urge you, where I was apprehensive, I want to urge you, maybe you're not doing it for yourself. Maybe you're actually engaging in this group to plant a seed for somebody else to hear to encourage them to make a difference in their life. Amen. Uh, for a guy that thinks he's not great at public speaking, goodness. <laughs> uh, I, if it was between you and Simeon, I would have had you take the longer mic today, but Simeon had a good try there. So <laughs> But, Clint, thanks for sharing so just vulnerably about this journey. And, friends, we cannot say this enough, but this is what uh, we do as church. Um, follow groups is that place where we go deep uh, in our journey with Jesus, where we really get uh, to, to grow and become disciples. And um, if you want to join a follow group and you haven't one, there's, there's someone that just said, hey, I'm ready to start with new people, so go, go over there. But that's part of what we do um, it's, it's an integral part of what we do. It's central to our faith. We were never meant to be outside of community. Christianity over the past 1,500 years have shifted from being communal to individualistic. And that's never God's intent. Back in the early church, they came together. They had one Bible or one piece of scripture that was read together and they spoke about it together and they, it wasn't me and Jesus and Jesus culture music in the background and reading uh, Romans for the fourth time not understanding it. It's together. Follow Jesus together. The only place we find it is in, in these spaces. So strongly want to encourage you uh, to continue being part of that. And this morning, it's my joy as part of our testimony to welcome some new people to every nation uh, to this family, people that said that God is adding us here. So if that's you guys, please come join me up front. Um, they're going to share briefly, um, introducing themselves. You guys can come, all the new people, and um, just why they believe God is adding them to this church. And uh, then we're going to be praying for them. Then we've got one more testimony, and then we are going to worship the Lord together as we pray for one another this morning. You guys can stand in line here in front.
And um, I'm going to hand them a microphone and they're going to pass it down and just briefly introduce themselves and share with us. My name is Trish Legemart. I'm a Carscorp girl from the Holland and I landed in Strand a year ago. I had heard through Mario and Tertia about every nation, but it was as if I was blind to the name and I was in a place of abiding for eight, year, eight months this year, and then the Lord whispered to me, and I googled and I found every nation, and then realized that was what Mario and Tush had been telling me about. So I believe I have come to a family where I'm not only learning and being encouraged or being pruned, but to thrive. Morning. Um, I'm Darren. This is my beautiful lady, Tyler. Um, yeah, my journey here was quite interesting. I, I'm a hockey coach, a sports coach for a living. And um, I met a guy by the name of Neil in the corner over there. How's it? Um, and before I knew it, you know, Neil got chatting to me a bit. I got involved with Place Model, which is a hockey academy that he has. Um, and he slowly started talking to me. And, and I've always been a believer, but I was one of those people that became a bit individualistic and um, was kind of leading my life and was like, no, I'm fine. I believe, I pray, I read the Bible. You know, I don't really engage, but, you know. Um, and Neil was, was quite sneaky about it. And he said, hey, let's, let's have a meeting about business, you know. And so we started chatting about business and eventually it became a every week um, like meeting over coffee, talking, and, and we started the one-to-one -one journey together. And at the same time, funny enough, God introduced me to Tyler. And we started talking, getting to know each other, fell deeply in love with her. Um, and <laughs> and the, the funny thing about it all was that um, in the beginning, Neil was like, yeah, you should come try the church. And I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking for churches. Um, but to be honest, I wasn't really at the time. I thought I was, um, and eventually Tyler said to me, hey, Neil's been talking about a church, I really have, have it on my heart to go, and we walked in and immediately felt 100% at home, um, so yeah, it's been a great journey, and, and we look forward to what's to come. Good morning, everyone. Um, we're the Pinars, um, Andre and Enrique. Um, we've got two youngsters, Jacques and Olivia, that's at um, Kids Church. Um, we're also new, as you know, newbies, but um, definitely don't feel like, like we're new. Um, we've uh, been welcomed with open arms, and I just want to say a sincere thanks to everyone for your authenticity and, and realness that you can feel here. Um, yeah, we're excited to, to join the family, and um, yeah, thanks. Good morning, my name is Armand, this is my lovely wife Inga May. Um, we feel very blessed to be able to join the church and we're looking forward to the journey with everyone. Thank you. Good morning church. Um, morning church. Uh, yeah, morning. Um, not quite comfortable with the mic in my hand, so... We are Nathan and Santi. We have our eight-year-old Calum in Kids Church as well. Um, I think we 
we were brought to church by Adele over there who invited us to come have a look. <laughs> I think that was the first weekend of Feb. The second week I got baptized. I'm a Roman Catholic by upbringing. Um, moved away from the church. And after a long, shall we say, happy party time, um, found our way back. So we're happy to be part of this family. We feel very welcome and very at home. And thank you, everyone. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Stefan. This is Tia. We've got two little girls at uh, Kitschert. Okay. <laughs> well, we're all still growing. So if you've seen my, my girls, we're, we're all still growing. I hope to be growing until I'm, I'm 80, because otherwise we'll be selling Afrikaans teel in the grond. So the Lord didn't bless us with a lot of height, but... Uh, Anyway, so uh, I've got an 11-year-old, I've got a 12-year-old, and I've got a 20-year-old. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, my name is Stefan, and uh, I'm part of a twin. Uh, Stefan, can you please stand up, please? Yeah, so, um, so we had a boy band in the 70s, uh, and that's how I got to church. Uh, was invited by my by my partner. <laughs> So anyways, yeah, we've, we've, uh, we, we're old Somerset Westers. I grew up here and, uh, you know, been part of a, a few churches. Um, but it was Pierre Smile that uh, brought us back here. Um, so we're happy to be here. Welcome, guys. We, we are so blessed to welcome you into our family because that's what we are. God is our Father. And he loves us with an everlasting, wonderful love. And he binds us together with this love that is just so beautiful. And the love that we have as a church, it's what he's poured into our hearts. So thank you for the nice things that you say about every nation, Hildeberg as well. But I just want to read from Romans chapter 3. What then becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By a law of works? No but by the law of faith. You know, if you've come to our church and you like what's happening here, it's because of his love poured into our hearts. We take no credit, you know, as the church, as the leadership, you know, all you wonderful people, you've heard testimonies about great people doing wonderful things. It's the grace of God in our lives. But we thank you for testifying to the goodness of God and we welcome you into this family and we thank you so much that it, it is he that joins us together by the power of his Holy Spirit. Let us pray together. Father, thank you for our brothers and sisters, Lord God. Thank you that we are knit together, bound, connected together by your love, Lord God. Help us to be fruitful, Lord Jesus. Even as Trish said, we come here to be pruned, to be 
pruned by your word, to be pruned in fellowship with one another as we are accountable to one another, as we grow together. Lord, may we all become fruitful, Lord God. May we grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. May, may, may this wonderful group of people grow in their love for your word, Lord God. In that may they grow, Lord God, in their ministry, in their confidence, Lord God. May we all grow in, in, in our confidence as we serve you and love you and grow together. So we welcome them, Lord God. Lord, not just, not just with mere words, but with the love that you pour into our hearts. And we give you praise and you honor and you glory for the change that you are bringing about in their lives and in all of our lives. In the name of Jesus, our Lord and our King. Amen. That's wonderful. Um, Stefan, come join me. In a moment, we are going to be praying for one another. I believe that there's some faith stirred in this room because of hearing testimonies. And some of us might be in a space or a moment that we really trust in God for something. And uh, we're going to be praying um, for, for that. Uh, if the band can come join Eliana, if she's still in the room. Uh, is there a band? Talking about the band... Um, you guys know about the music night that we had um, a couple of weekends ago? Wasn't that a great evening? So uh, the band was um, raising funds for medical benevolence, and they've raised 32,000 rand on that night. Can we just give God glory for that this morning? So amazing. Awesome. Guys, so as we get our hearts ready um, for prayer, Stephen is going to share one more testimony about prayer and the effect of it a little while later. Because sometimes we pray and we think, ah, it's got to happen now, but God is busy behind the scenes. And in light of that, I want to read you a quote that I read a couple of weeks ago in my studies from St. Augustine. Listen to how beautiful this is as he describes God. And he prays and he says, you cannot change, yet you change everything. You are never new, yet never old. You make all things new, Yet conquer the proud with old age before they know of its approach. You are ever working, yet ever at rest. You are still gathering, yet you lack nothing. You are still supporting, filling, and overspreading, still creating, nourishing, and maturing. Still seeking, although you have all things. Isn't that a beautiful description of God? How he's given us so much and how in himself he is so completely satisfied, but he's still seeking, still engaging, still working in our lives. And the reason I wanted to share that is that in your heart right now, raise your faith that this God is wanting to reach into your life. And in a moment we'll be praying. And Stefan is going to share a testimony of prayer. Uh, to stir faith in your heart. I'm going to hand over to him and then we're going to be praying for one another. But let's be ready to put our faith in this God that we serve. Thanks, my friend. Okay. Hello. Uh, I'm Stefan. Um, I'm a part owner in a bottled water business. Um, just for a bit of background. So in 2019, we went to a prayer meeting and Pierre came to me and he said, 
He's been praying for me and God showed him our business is a diamond, but a rough diamond. And God says he wants to turn it into a perfect diamond. Now, you know, the only way to change a diamond is by grinding it. So I say, thanks, Beer. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was about middle, late 2019. Fourth of March and 5th of March 2020, we had a shareholders meeting celebrating the best year our business has ever had. Three weeks later, we were standing at NetBank's offices begging him to please give us an overdraft facility to survive COVID. Within three weeks, our lives changed immediately. We, we only supply to restaurants, hotels, and conference venues, and some churches. Um, and none of them were allowed to open, none of them allowed to trade. We went from the biggest year to zero turnover for three months in a row. We couldn't pay rent. We would do millions of rands owed to us. Restaurants shut down, hotels shut down. Some of them are still shut down. So we went into a period of celebration to almost mourning, crying out to God, what, what's going to happen? Three months in, we started selling off trucks. We, we had to write off hundreds and hundreds of thousands of rands of people that couldn't pay us. We still wanted to honor the creditors that we had that we could pay them. So we borrowed from the banks with surety on our own, crying out to God saying, is this the end? Is this where you take it all away? We've been doing this 16 years. This is our livelihood. We employ close to 100 people. Are we going to lose everything? And then it stutters back up and you have a little bit of faith and they lock us down again. And we go back to zero again. And we stutter back up a bit and go down. Now, as a man, of, I'm a man of faith. Um, but I broke down a few times. I said, Lord, how, how is this going to ever recover? After the first year of COVID, we, we made such big losses that I, I proudly said, I'm never going to have to pay tax ever again. <laughs> you know, but, and somehow we survived. My shareholder said to me, how are we surviving? If this is the losses we're making, why are we not being you know, liquidated? Why are we not bankrupt? And I promise you, I said to them, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but we're still there. Second year of COVID, ups and downs, ups and downs. You know, the lockers are down again last year, July. And that's a period test of, I said, I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't know how we're going to do this. But I have faith, and if God wants to take it, he can take it. We were building up to December and the, and the fourth wave, and then the red notice came. Now, a lot of our business in summer is from people from overseas. And suddenly nobody's allowed to fly in. Not in December, not in January. So I won't say we were shattered, but we, again we go to our knees and say, Lord, we thought this is now the time. Now we're going to recover. And right up until 28 of February 2022 this year, we sat down with the shareholders. We again made a loss, but a little bit less of a loss. Again, jokingly say to them, look, we survived. We're going to rebuild. But we have faith. We proclaim we have faith and God's will be done. March 2022 was the biggest month in the history of our business. In 18 years, from nowhere, it turned. And sometimes God needs to grind. God took us through two years of very tough times, but we were able to restructure our business to such a sense that we're running it so much more efficiently than we've ever done before. 
But we are still, we did not retrench a single person in those two years. We were able to hold on to that. So God provides. He's the provider. So yes, guys, sometimes we lose patience of God. Sometimes we lose hope. We say, how are we going to get out of this? Keep the faith. Keep on praying. Keep on believing. And it's not about riches in the end. It's about God's mercy that He has on His sons and daughters that He loves. And since then, our business has turned around completely. I can say proudly, we're going to pay tax again shortly. So that is a good thing, so we can fix potholes. But I want to encourage you. And the people that know me knows the time that I broke down. There's a lot of people in this church that prayed with me and for me during that time that I really appreciate family for. But to do it by faith, fighting on your knees. That's where we win. That's, that's our strategy. That's when we pull through times like this. We go on our knees and say, Lord, if you want to take it, take it. But I have faith that you've called us for this, to do this. And I will keep that faith. Amen. So here's what we're going to do in light of everything that was shared. If you need to just be prayed with because you are on miracle ground or maybe something this morning just hit your heart in a profound way and you need prayer, uh, we want to bring our request before Him because I believe there's more testimonies building. Um, I think if I go across the room and ask who's experienced healing this week, we will see some hands go up, right? Or this, this, uh, this year, who's experienced healing this morning? We prayed for healing. Did anyone feel a touch? There's hands going up. Can we give God praise for that? There's one of my favorite scriptures in Isaiah. It says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard of a God who acts on behalf of those who wait on Him. So let's do some waiting. If you want someone to pray with you today, just stand. Just be bold and say, yeah, that's it. There we go. Thanks, Serge. Anyone else? might be for anything. It might be for work. It might be relationships. It might be financial. If you need a testimony and you're in that space, just stand up. We would love to pray with you. Now the rest of us, you know how this works. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to look around quickly at those people standing and then go to them. Trust God for prophetic unction. Stephen had that word of the diamond and it kept him believing. Trust God for a prophetic insight, a word of knowledge, of wisdom. We're going to be praying for the next five minutes and then we're going to be declaring in worship and song together that the kingdom of God is alive in our midst. So let's pray for one another this morning.